Good morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk radio show. Here's a quick announcement on our August heart-centered and passion-driven Inspirations for Better Living digital magazine designs to help moms build a better future for themselves, their family, and loved ones. It's currently available at www.inspirationsforbetterliving.com. The magazine offers inspirational stories from our dedicated team of experts to help you navigate your current situation with confidence in your motherhood journey as the COO, if not the CEO, of your family. So please go to www.inspirationsforbetterliving.com to treat yourself to some engaging, entertaining, and enlightening stories. You deserve it. As for our radio show today, my guest for this morning is Carmel Nyland. Carmel is the former CEO and leader of various governmental agencies on gender, race, equality, human rights, and child protection in New South Wales, Australia. She became well-known for fighting against sexual harassment and discrimination and advocating for women's and embryonal rights. Raised in a Catholic family, Carmel has always felt a deep connection to spirit. Her lifelong quest for spiritual meaning led her to become the messenger, the one chosen to reveal the secrets behind our line to God. Carmel is the author of the critically acclaimed A Darker Magic This Way Comes, her first novel in the Merlin Secrets series. In her latest book, Our Spiritual DNA, 12 Ascending Masters, and the Evidence of Our Divine Ancestry, Carmel offers charts to help us trace our own spiritual DNA through the reincarnation of the Ascended Masters and thus discover our direct connection to the Divine. Carmel and I will be having a conversation about her remarkable life's journey and learn how to understand our spiritual and genetic connection to God and that we are all one large family divinely connected across gender, race, and time. Since it is 1 p.m. in Australia, a very good afternoon to you, Carmel, and welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you doing today? Having a really good day. Sun shining, it's not too hot, everything is well. Fantastic. That is really wonderful. Our spiritual DNA is a fascinating read. The book is very well designed and laid out. It is a definite page turner. If you are a history buff and a spiritual enthusiast as I am, this book is a must read, y'all. It is fantastic. Carmel, congratulations on its release. Thank you. Let us get started by getting to know you a little better. Please give us a quick walkthrough of your life from childhood to the present moment. Great. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, I was the eldest of seven children mm-hmm. in a large Catholic family, convent educated. I went to the university in Australia and in the United States where I gained three degrees. Early, um, one of the highlights of that was being a teacher at DeWitt Junior High in Ithaca, upstate New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, I returned to Australia with my husband and one child who's an American and from that time went to work in government, particularly in things like women's rights, 
Now, this is in the 70s, and women's rights, particularly in a macho place like Australia, were pretty primitive at that time. Uh, so it was a baptism of fire, said, said me, mm. the Catholic speaking. Mm-hmm. I uh, worked in government for nearly 30 years until I was leading various government agencies. And about 25 years ago, I started writing. And that's where spiritual DNA began. Wow, that's fascinating. When did you discover you had a passion for spirituality? I probably discovered that when I was a child, as an Irish Catholic, mm-hmm. and that's one of the most spiritual and uh, one of the most spiritual kinds of faiths. Um, my grandmother, I was three, she told me to go into the garden, and she used to say. There are fairies at the bottom of our garden. Why don't you go and play with them? And I was three, and I just believed there were fairies at the bottom of the garden. So that's that's what I did. I played with the fairies. And that, of course, was a way in which I knew I could move into the other realities of my imagination and enjoy the experience, not be frightened by it. Mm -hmm. So that has been with me all my life. That's very interesting, very, very interesting. Did Catholicism influence your spiritual thought process at all? Very much, yes. I was educated in a convent, and I'm still a practicing Catholic. Um, I think, as I said, it's, it's kind of like... It fits very easy because so much of Catholicism, or so much of Irish Catholicism anyway, Mm -hmm. was about other beings, how they influenced you, whether they be saints or sinners. And I found that it gave me an ordered way of thinking about everyday life and Mm -hmm. also a great empathy the underdog. Um, there's nothing like an Irish Catholic to go crook on just about everything they possibly can and, <laughs> um, and then rise up and fight against it. So I think going into things like women's rights, mm-hmm. Aboriginal rights, led from the Catholicism, mm-hmm. um, which was about everybody being treated equally, even though the Catholic Church never demonstrated that for one moment. But that led to the desire for many of us to change that, to make it a more perfect place. Fascinating. That's very, very interesting. What life epiphany led you to the quest for spiritual meaning? Um, I'll tell you. I had been right through the bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. I was running various small departments, then larger departments, and then finally running a multi-billion dollar organization. I thought it was unfair, but I got fired. So it was my last job was, if you like, 
God's way of kicking me out of what I was doing <laughs> so I could get on to something that was really more meaningful yeah. to him or her. So yeah. that's, where it, that's where it began. Very, very interesting. But this is the interesting part about you as a person, though, because like you say, you were a very learned person, obviously, right? And so mm-hmm. there is a wonderful balance from Catholicism being brought up in a very wonderful, structured Catholic family. So that's a wonderful I balance. I don't know that it was so wonderful, but structured <laughs> is right. <laughs> and so having said that, what actually drew you to be a cause leader for the various governmental social agencies? There got to be some sort of internal sort of a drive, so to speak. Well, you see, the Australians believe in a fair go. And I could look at that as a young woman mm-hmm. and I could tell you all of the places I couldn't get a job in. Didn't matter about my talent, didn't matter about my training. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get a job in because I was a woman. And then I could extrapolate from that and see, well, I wasn't the only one who was treated unfairly. Aboriginal people were treated appallingly. Many men were blocked from doing occupations because they were a man. For example, nursing. Men mm-hmm. couldn't be a nurse. So that's, that's probably how it, how it started. Um, you, you get fired and you think that's not fair. Mm-hmm. And then you try and make sense of what has happened to you. And you really only understand your life backwards. You don't understand it for frontwards. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, by reflecting on it, I could start to see things that other people maybe couldn't see. Just like when I was looking for the fairies at the bottom of the garden. Very, very interesting, because I do believe the rear view vision lies tons of opportunities and possibilities. So I do believe in yes. that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and of course, a lot of people say, why are you looking backwards? Well, it's in the backward looking is where you'll find the forward movement. Exactly. And that's how I did it. Fascinating. Can you share with us your first experience connecting with a channel? Yes, it was... Um, somebody told me that there was a man called Austin White who was uh, uh, a very good trance channeler. Now, that means Mm -hmm. that he literally lay back on a reclining seat that he could collapse backward. Mm -hmm. And then what happened was that he, um, through him, he was supposedly lying asleep, and then through him came a different voice to the voice that he had. It was a highly accented voice. Mm-hmm. And he, um, he had this ability to contact or to reach disincarnate beings. And this was organized for him by a Tibetan Lama uh, who would want to find out from you what mm-hmm. were your questions? And then, like an impresario, he would line somebody up uh, who was 
in what Catholics would call heaven, but anywhere, mm -hmm. wherever they were, wherever they were, they <laughs> said they were not alive, currently alive, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. some of them had been dead for quite some time. <clears throat> some, of, I spoke to a couple who'd been dead for thousands of years, mm -hmm. um, and he organised for you to speak to them, and I always, as a fairly organised person, had my questions sent out. And I kept asking questions. And from those questions, it became clearer to me how the world or the world of spirit worked. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you, you spend a lot of time being educated. Uh, and you, you realize that I've been educated in American universities as well as Australian. So you spend mm -hmm. a lot of time doing that. But suddenly you speak to someone who has never been educated in your Western way of thinking. Mm -hmm. They come from a completely different spiritual uh, background mm -hmm. and they say, well, this is, this is how we see it. And through him um, could come, um, just trying to think, they, they weren't... And at least initially, they weren't like well-known historical figures. Right. You know, Francis Drake didn't actually pop in for a cup of tea or whatever. Sure. Um, they were more like the battlers, the people who were educated and who or were monks or priests mm -hmm. and who can explain things to you. And, mm -hmm. of course, it didn't matter whether they were Catholics and even saints or mm -hmm. whether they were Buddhist or whether they were not anything in particular because from their perspective, they believed in reincarnation and they were either planning their next vacation on earth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The same way as you select a holiday. Very interesting. What intrigues me about you is that one side of the equation is the fact that you had pursued a tremendous journey in the field of academia, right? And so yeah. you're a learned person. Respectfully, that's logic or illogical kind of thing. It's very absolute. <laughs> <laughs> and spirituality, in some ways, if we want to, say, classify, is in the art of living and then you have the other one is the science of living, if that makes sense. So how do you yes. sort of put them together for yourself and the family, basically? Well, my husband's a professor, and then mm -hmm. he became uh, the equivalent of president of a university. Mm -hmm. um, I was a deputy president or a deputy chancellor of a university. So we always had a very rational educated way of looking at the world mm -hmm. so the part of me where I would speak to a channeler and ask questions um, was a private part I didn't share that mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. eventually I got to the stage where I felt more comfortable with it and I was able to come out come out mm -hmm. in the way that someone can declare themselves uh, gay, for example, or right, right. because what I was doing was I was swimming against the tide. Mm 
and I had to reveal parts of myself mm-hmm. that I had never revealed publicly, and that was mm-hmm. very stressful uh, and very difficult. But to, in some extent, as a cause leader for various government departments, and then to be a leader in a different way of thinking, they have a lot of similarity, you know. If you look back in just hearing what you just said, as you begin this journey, first and foremost, we can only see four or five feet ahead, but we can sure as heck see Mm -hmm. backwards, right? Because things that we remember and, of course, records. So having said that, do you at any given time, even to this day, that you felt like everything that you have encountered, the good, bad, and ugly, so to speak, was something that is necessary for you to experience so that it makes the total you of who you are today? You couldn't, I couldn't express it any better than that. Of course, that's, that's exactly it. And you really only get that wisdom when you can look in the rearview mirror mm-hmm. and get mm-hmm. a clear picture. And that involves a lot of meditation. That involves a lot of false starts. That involves uh, uh, pursuing various things that end lead you up a garden path. They don't lead you to an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, having met some of my guides, who are mm, one of them is known as Saint Germain, mm-hmm. and he's got to be the world's greatest trickster. He's done remarkable things. He discovered America, for example, Columbus. Uh, he discovered electricity. He mm-hmm. does everything. And Yeshua ben Joseph, that is Christ, chose mm-hmm. him to be his father. Mm-hmm. So I consider that a real hoot. Uh, he, uh, getting to know him, uh, allowed me to understand one the complexity mm-hmm. and two the simplicity that when a person trains as a scientist as he had done in many lives when a person trains as an explorer as he had done in many lives it's not until you can look backwards as I've said before or get up, up in a helicopter and look down that you can actually see some of the links. And Mm -hmm. various disincarnated beings like that held my hand while I did these things. That's very interesting. And it kind of gave me a a real dig in the the ribs if they thought I was going off off the track. That's very interesting. Very, very interesting. By the way, you're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, TuneIn Radio, MixCloud, Podchaser, Listen Notes, and Hop Hopper. Here's a quick reminder to treat yourself to the August edition of our heart-centered and passion-driven Inspirations for Better Living digital magazine at www.inspirationsforbetterliving.com. I'm Johnny Tan, your host, and my guest for this morning is Carmel Nyland. She's from Sydney, Australia. Carmel is the former CEO and leader of various governmental agencies on gender, racial equality, human rights, and child protection in New South Wales, Australia. She became very well known 
for fighting against sexual harassment and discrimination and advocating for women's rights and embryonal rights. Raised in a Catholic family, Carmel had always felt a deep connection to spirit. Her lifelong quest for spiritual meaning led her to become the messenger, the one chosen to reveal the secrets behind our lying to God. Carmel is the author of the critically acclaimed A Darker Magic This Way Comes, her first novel in the Merlin Secrets series. Carmel and I are having a conversation about her remarkable life's journey and her latest book, Our Spiritual DNA, 12 Ascended Masters and the Evidence for Our Divine Ancestry. Carmel, what is spiritual DNA? Okay. Well, if everyone like you and I, mm-hmm. no matter our race or our religion, has physical DNA that makes up their composition, it made sense to me that they would have spiritual DNA as well. And spiritual DNA... Well, if you think of physical DNA, it's like a complex molecule that contains information about who you are. And spiritual DNA is a similar kind of thing. It's a complex web of your past lives and, and a record of what they are. And from those past lives and the experiences that you had in them are all stored and accessible in a variety of ways. Not quite as easily as you can determine your physical DNA, Mm -hmm. but similar in the sense, you remember the expression, uh, as above, so below. Mm-hmm. Well, if below is the physical DNA, above is the spiritual DNA. It's about the mechanisms by which you collect, connect to the mother-father, to God. Mm-hmm. And what method did the mother-father use when he, she... Notice I'm trying not to be sexist here because he's kind of without yeah, gender. Right, but right. When, when, gender neutral, when basically. God yeah. conceptualized what human form was going to be. He needed mechanisms by which that could happen. And we know how wonderful physical DNA is and how it mm-hmm. actually is complex and it contains a lot of information. Information about the color of our eyes, Mm-hmm. information about our shortcomings in our physical sense, information about our intelligence, all there. Now, your soul, according to my belief, carries your spiritual DNA and it operates in much the same way. It's a microcosm, like a, like a dot, and mm-hmm. in it, by tapping into it, not through staring through the microscope that's a physical microscope, but staring through the microscope, which is a spiritual microscope, (laughs) you can (laughs) access who you really are. You always knew you were more than what people were treating you as. You also knew that you deserved not to be treated in particular kind of ways. Mm -hmm. 
And part of the explanation for that is grow up, you know, life sucks. But another part of the information for that is, another explanation for that is that we are so much more than the face we see in the mirror. Mm-hmm. If you could see it in a particular light, you could actually see the beautiful auric field that's around you. It's made up of many different colors. Similar colors that you look at when you look at physical DNA. So if, for example, I had the gift of sight and I looked in the mirror, then I would be able to see blue and violet Mm -hmm. light around my auric field. The blue suggests Mother Mary, the mm-hmm. purple suggests Saint Germain. Mm-hmm. So they may be the direct lines which I come from. But during that, during many lives, one can have a variety of experiences draw you very close to other beings, and you may pick up in your auric field their colours as well. For example, um, just trying to think of it. let's say you were an apostle of Yeshua ben Joseph mm-hmm. and you looked in your auric field and you could see gold there. Well, that be, would be the connection to him, Yeshua. Mm-hmm. Or if you could see... I'm just trying, I'm trying to try remember what colours they have. <laughs> Um, well, they're all different, let's just say that. <laughs> so, right. Green, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that is a colour which is associated with a being called Katumi. And Katumi is the world teacher. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Fab- fabulous to know. And uh, or named Johnny. Mm-hmm. Right. And Johnny is one of the ways that we can tell energy we are. So my name is Mm -hmm. Carmel, and that's an Our Lady or Mary name, Josephine. Mm -hmm. That is a Saint Germain name. Mm -hmm. For confirmation, I took a different name again, Rose. That was another Mm -hmm. Mary name. I didn't know it at the time while I was doing that. (laughs) That's just what I did. And your your mum named you John. Mm And John is mm -hmm. one of the most popular names in Western civilization. Mm -hmm. And that is because it is the name of the very garrulous, beloved disciple of Yeshua, who is John the Beloved. Mm -hmm. And I would know him also as Katumi. Mm -hmm. Not Mm -hmm. only is he the world teacher, and look at the role you're playing at the moment, Johnny, He's very hard to shut up. He can really he can talk a hind leg off a stool. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and he has a great sense of humour. He is a great warrior. He was King mm-hmm. David, um, the patron, if you like, of Israel. He is a great scientist. He's a great musician because musicians are mathematicians, which he also is was. So he was Mozart. Um, 
there are many of the great ones uh, actually follow his genetic line. And I'm only talking mm. about him because that's where you come from. It's fascinating because in reading your book, yes, I did find a lot of what they call it properties of Katumi <laughs> in me. You <laughs> had And what's fascinating about it is that I was born in Malacca, Malaysia. So you being in Australia, you're familiar with Malaysia, right? And yes, so, not only that, of course, I've been there. Oh, okay, fantastic. And so at, at, to Malacca, yes. Oh, okay, wonderful. Great food. Wonderful. And so, of course, we all have Chinese names. And what was interesting was my mom was telling me the story to whereby as a kid, I mean, I didn't have a lot of hair and so forth, right? So my grandfather would call me what's equivalent to ball-headed, ballsy, right? And so moms are always so critical about the fact that, oh, my God, my kid's going to be known as ballsy for the rest of his life. And so one day she was talking to her girlfriend, her neighbor, and so the neighbor was telling her, I can't remember now, so I'm not even going to mention the neighbor's son's name, but she said, why don't you call your son Johnny? And that's how it all started out. And it's been with me since then. I mean, we're talking since like maybe, I don't know, two, three years old. (laughs) So she she was obviously inspired by mm-hmm. your main guide, mm-hmm. Katumi, to mm-hmm. say, call him after me. <laughs> <laughs> because he's, he's pretty vain from time to time. <laughs> he likes to make sure, you know, you say to the world, this is Katumi again. Here you are. Or it's Johnny. fascinating, though. It's fascinating because what you just said about Katumi, in terms of you're talking about like Mozart and so forth, right? I love music and I love ballroom dancing. I teach as well as I perform ballroom dancing. And obviously, music moves me from the perspective of I'm a rhythmic dancer. So I'm not married to a waltz. I'm not married to, say, a mambo, right? But if the Mm. music is right, the rhythm gets to me, I'm all in. (laughs) Well, that's very interesting because that suggests one of your guides, your primary guide, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. not going to be Katumi because that's who you are. Yeah. But that yeah. sounds like you're related to Saint Germain. He invented ballet. He invented waltz. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a like Katumi, a brilliant musician. But mm-hmm. he is. You think of any of the great dancers like Nureyev or mm-hmm. Robert Heltman. Mm-hmm. Or, mm, I'm just trying to think, Barishnikov, I think it is. Barishnikov, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, all all aspects of St. Germain. That's yeah. fascinating. But you think of Katumi and you think, aha, he could talk hind leg off the table. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. is just, you know, I have a, not a son, but I, I have a, a nephew who's a Katumi. Mm-hmm. And I, I, when I get off the phone from him, I think, oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> My ears burning. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. It's interesting because when a person is born, if someone to come up to you and said, "Oh, Carmel, here, this is your life's folder. This is what you're going to be doing in your life." Like you're looking at the person, like, "Yeah, right." <laughs> <laughs> now that we all have some mileage in us, and then when we look back, it's like, "Oh my God." <laughs> mm. 
all the X's and the O's are in alignment, so to speak. <laughs> so when when I was dealing with the gatekeeper, the Tibetan mm-hmm. Lama, one yeah. of the exercises he used to give me was American presidents. And he would say, he was trying to teach me about spiritual DNA. Yeah. And he would say to me, okay, Carmel, tell me who George Washington was. I'd say, okay, the name's George. That's a a St. Germain name. So I'd say St. Germain. He'd say, wrong. I'd say, well, look. Think of somebody who, he would say to me, think of someone who was a great warrior, a great warrior, who was regarded very highly for his warrior, for his mm-hmm. uh, fighting. And I'd say, that would have to be Hilarion. And he said, well, that would have to be George Washington. You needed someone who was tough, someone who right. had red hair, which I share, um, and uh, someone who would never tell a lie, who was going to be honest and straight mm-hmm. and tall, and the people could look up to him, not only because he was their commander-in-chief, but they would look up to him for his decency and his leadership lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. And then we mm-hmm. could go to Martha, Martha Washington, she's a bit easier to get because that is a very standard name, Martha, of Mary Mm -hmm. the Magdalene. So Mary sits as the female aspect of St. Germain and she has three main characteristics. She's Mary the mother, the one that Jesus uh, chose as his mother. She's Mary the Magdalene the mm-hmm. one that Jesus chose as his lover. And she's Mary the High Priestess, the one that neither of them chose, <laughs> but who was there because she had the, the High Priestess has the ability to lead nations like ISIS, shut them mm-hmm. down like Cleopatra, same energy, mm-hmm. to be a pain in the neck like me, <laughs> And uh, to ask to ask um, very embarrassing questions, mm-hmm. and then we had John Adams, who mm-hmm. is an aspect of El Mariah. Now El Mariah is what Australians would call the boss cocky of them all. He <laughs> is the Peter mm-hmm. uh, energy. He is the leader. He's the Abraham leader. And it doesn't matter which religion you go into as you move across the planet, you will find uh, him as El Mariah. Now, notice his name is John. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't an, a typical El Mariah name. A typical El Mariah name would be Peter or Mark. Mm-hmm. But he was called John. Now, why does that happen? That happens because the parents have to honor someone in um, in the past genetic you know some genetic connection they have an uncle an, an uncle or an aunt and then you have um, 
it's it might be a popular name of someone that they knew and the being who is although his elmari coming in is happy to honor that case because as john adams he needs to be able to be talkative and mm-hmm. as elmari he might be tongue tied mhm abigail adams with his wife she is she was mary the high priestess so almost able to take over john adams job herself because she's so used to running things particularly nations mm-hmm. and then we come to the wonderful alexander hamilton um mm-hmm. i don't know if if you've seen have you seen the play yet hamilton not yet i got a good friend i've seen it twice <laughs> and told me that i got to go see it <laughs> <laughs> well i i saw it on the west end and oh. i saw it with friends who understood mm-hmm. all of this and they and um that the person who actually wrote the musical is related in the same energy stream as the person who wrote shakespeare okay mm-hmm. the person who wrote well, shakespeare was not in fact yeah. shakespeare it was somebody else however um it's that it's that actual stream and yeah. when when that when shakespeare was being written it was written with rhythm and poetry and you can't really write in long poetry but if you go mm-hmm. into rap music mm-hmm. you can get the rhythms and you can get the poetry and you can get the vernacular mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. when Alec, when uh, hamilton was being written the musical um they captured not only what a great being alexander hamilton was um the same the same energy line as washington but he used the name alexander who was the conqueror of the known world up until oh i suppose the beginning of our world mm-hmm. alexander the great james madison with saint germain the mm-hmm. name james reflects his name when he was an apostle dolly madison was lady portia very pretty and she's the female aspect of katumi mm-hmm. thomas jefferson wow he is serapis bay and serapis bay continually selects thomas as his name why when he was a an apostle he was known as doubting thomas mm-hmm. he was known as that because he was always asking questions and driving jesus mad <laughs> so when you have somebody among your founding fathers and you can see how great these people are who are your founding yeah. fathers that that literally it's almost like you round up all of the apostles and you put them and they you can get them in your founding fathers it was very very special but thomas jefferson was absolutely brilliant mm-hmm. um married to or not uh, in a in a de facto kind of marriage i'm not sure what it's called here but it's a morganatic mass marriage to a black mm-hmm. woman mm-hmm. uh sally mm-hmm. uh an aspect of mary and uh he wherever you see the name thomas 
you can see behind that this brilliant, brilliant person. Um, Deborah Reed Franklin was Benjamin Franklin's wife, and she mm-hmm. was Mary the Magdalene. Benjamin Franklin was Saint Germain. John Jay is Katumi, and mm-hmm. Sarah Jay is Mary the High Priestess again. So I'm just giving you that to say that you can give me a series of names of famous people. Um, mm-hmm. But when wow. you were found, when when it was necessary to found the United States of America, um, it was like they called in the A team. Mm-hmm. They called in the A team, the same ones that had been chosen as apostles, as the leaders, uh, to people with fine intellects, impeccable backgrounds, a great variety of, of backgrounds that they had, and um, a disproportionate number of them was St. Germain. Uh, I've, I've missed one of them who was St. Germain there. Um, who was... Well, he was a president, and I've just forgotten. Sometimes um, my American history gets a bit scrambled. <laughs> anyway, was got a bit one off of the, the point, but I'm yes. just trying to show yeah. there is... Um, you can say you can ask me, for example, who yeah. a particular person was who was a leader, and I can give you their reincarnational background. That's fascinating. That really is. It really, really is. That's really fascinating. You are listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Teachers Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, TuneIn Radio, Mixcloud, Podchaser, Listen Notes, and Hop Hopper. Here's a quick reminder to treat yourself to the August edition of our heart-centered and passion-driven Inspirations for Better Living digital magazine at www.inspirationsforbetterliving.com. My guest for this morning is Carmel Nyland. Carmel and I are having a conversation about her remarkable life's journey and her latest book, Our Spiritual DNA, 12 Ascended Masters and Evidence of Our Divine Ancestry. I'm your host, Johnny Tan. Carmel, you mentioned just now about a gatekeeper, right? Why are you assigned as one? Um, I'm not assigned as a gatekeeper. Mm -hmm. One is given to me. You you will have one too. I don't know who that is. It probably is Kutumi, given mm-hmm. the um, your name. Um, mm-hmm. But your gatekeeper will mm-hmm. be the person. A gatekeeper works like someone who's standing uh, in front of a castle and makes a decision looking at the nature of the threat or the welcome of the person uh, coming towards the castle about whether they should gain entry or not. And they actually nearly have to have a second sight. They've got to be very prudent because Mm -hmm. there are, in other worlds, lots of wandering near worlds who'd love to pop in drunk and tell you their life story <laughs> and the gatekeeper make sure mm-hmm. they don't take up your precious uh, 
time uh, with see. some garrulous um, drunk, or worse than that, some threat, some right. some aspect of darkness. Interesting. He ensures that doesn't happen. Some people would call the, the gatekeeper um, mm-hmm. the guardian angel. Same, ah, same, same. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very, very interesting. No, but that's very, very as interesting. As you move yeah. across, see, if if we were talking Chinese, which I can't, but mm-hmm. but or, or Tibetan, they would use mm-hmm. the term, the equivalent term, gatekeeper for your mm-hmm. guardian angel. Gotcha. That's very, very interesting. Please tell us about the significance of number 12, as mentioned in the book, and the 12 Mm. Ascended Masters. 12 Ascended Masters, 12 planets of the solar system, uh, 12 uh, apostles, uh, 12 members of the round table, Mm -hmm. uh, 12 members of a jury. Um, Now, the 12 is a, mm, it's a, it's a zodiacal concept. And mm-hmm. It's one that is partic- peculiar to planet Earth. Perhaps if we went to the planet Jupiter and just assume for a moment that in some reality there were people living on Jupiter, they may have a different magic number, but here it's 12. Here it's the dozen, mm-hmm. and it's the 12 months of the year making up the zodiac, right? Right. It, uh, uh, the, critical, the critical thing is 12. Right. So among the 12 masters, you'll find six female, six male. Among them will be a person, a being, who... who uh, holds part of the spiritual DNA that makes up the complexity of the being who's God. So there would be, let's say, um, let's say God's a trickster mm-hmm. and tries to pull the wool over your eyes. Well, that would be the Saint Germain energy. <laughs> let's say uh, the mother, father, is exceptionally beautiful. That would be Lady Portia, the female aspect of Kutumi. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it can, so it goes on. So twelve is one of the keys to the way we understand who we are as um, members of planet Earth. I can't say that it this works right throughout the universe. I can only say it works for us. <laughs> right. It's fascinating, though, because one of the things that I got from your book towards the end of the chapter, Contemporary Pathfinders of the 21st Century, and of course, mm-hmm. to one, it's mayhem, to one, is order, so who knows, right? It's in the eye of the beholder. But this page is just amazing when you talk about, say, the former president, Donald Trump, and then uh-huh. you also have about President Vladimir Putin. Yes. So share some light on that too as well, if you could. Okay. Well, for every master, and Trump is a master, um, there is a feminine aspect. Mm-hmm. And it so turns out that his feminine aspect, whose name is Lady Fortunata, she 
is a he at the moment, and she is running Russia. Mm-hmm. So if you ever thought the two were a bit chummy, that might be one of the reasons. <laughs> now, Trump, Trump is a, is, he is a master, and the name of his mastery is he was he's called Dual Kul, which is a um, I think it's a Chinese name, mm-hmm. Dual Kul, and uh, Dual Kul is actually a very small being when you actually see him, but the lives he has, he is always bigger than mm-hmm. you can imagine. Mm-hmm. So if you think of an elephant for a moment. And you, there is the concept of the elephant as being the mover of immovable objects. And that's what Trump is. Trump comes in as a president or wherever he comes, where when you need to fester the rot. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say there have been things wrong with the perfect... Um, Republic that mm-hmm. God was so instrumental in creating in the United States. It says there's something wrong with it. Mm-hmm. But you're not seeing what's wrong with it. So a Trump can come in and he can make it absolutely clear to you by festering the rot until you can all smell it and you've got a pretty good idea what you've got to do next. Mm-hmm. So that's one mm-hmm. aspect of him. On the other aspect of him, he was a very great king. He was the king who was chosen as King George to be the mother, uh, to be the um, leader of Britain during mm-hmm. World War Two. Now, this bloke and his wife, uh, who was an aspect of Mary had to stand up to Hitler. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you had to have this mover of immovable objects, this person who is capable of no matter what reaching good decisions. I will not leave London. As his wife had said to him, she will not leave London as long as London is being hit Mm -hmm. in the Blitz. I right. will, it will happen to us too. And when when the palace was hit, she could say to him and he could say to the people, we have been hit, now we feel as if we're actually a Londoner. They mm-hmm. loved them. Right? He was exceptionally handsome as a king mm-hmm. and very strong and powerful because he had to hold the light against the evil of Hitler. Mm-hmm. Got it? Yeah, yeah. It's fascinating. One of the person that's really fascinating in this section as well is President Xi Jinping. And you talked about him being related to Xi Huangti, who basically founded China. That's right. Yes. And in reading the information, it's fascinating because I love history and I could see the foresight of like, I'm not worried about today. It's like I have a vision of a hundred or a thousand years from now on what it needs to be. That's so correct, yes. Futuristic, not from space, but it's just like what civilization should be. He, mm-hmm. So he was the founder of, of 
China, when we can go back in, not in living memory, but in historical memory. Mm -hmm. Here's an aspect of St. Germain, right, who Mm -hmm. we normally think of as a benign ruler. Mm -hmm. And uh, one word you wouldn't use to describe the current ruler of China as benign. Uh, he is he he is doing what he needs to do, and I have been frequently told that we can only understand what he is doing if you could project yourself a couple of hundred years into the future and then look backwards, and then you go right. Ah, that makes oh, sense, I kind understand. of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I understand what he's doing. That doesn't mean you would agree with it, but you can understand why he's doing it. And right. that possibly, right. if you if you reincarnate in two or three hundred years' time, you can mm-hmm. look at it and say, "Well, thank God we had him." That's right. It's a very impactful. That things that really changes the tide of civilization yes. and communities. I guess I agree with that very very much. What is the most rewarding aspects of composing our spiritual DNA for you? I think, for me, I think it's allowing people to gain insight into who they are. And Mm -hmm. if they think they're insignificant and I'm a nobody, wait for it. (laughs) You ain't. You've just got to get the keys to working what your spiritual DNA was. And then Mm -hmm. as soon as you start doing that, you can then start seeing your connection to everybody else. That you're not alone. You come from a long tradition. And there are bits of that 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 stink a bit. And there are other Mm -hmm. bits that blaze with glory. Mm -hmm. And all of them are you. Very interesting. Where can someone go to buy your book, get more information about you, and keep up with your latest happenings? I have a website that is the name of the book, Our Spiritual DNA. I have a website for A Darker Magic This Way Comes. And I also have a website associated with my name, which tends to be more about flowers and botany because that's my other passion. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I was president of the Iris Society of Australia, so don't get... Um, <laughs> Get to get a little alarmed that Iris might pop up all the way through it. That's really, really wonderful. Real quickly, what would you like for the readers to gain from reading our spiritual DNA? I love I'd it. Like I can to, tell you this much. <laughs> I, I'd like them to gain um, an insight into who they are. Mm-hmm. I'd like them to gain an insight into that whoever they are, is an aspect of God. I would like them to feel, as a result of that, a sense of um, safety mm-hmm. and a sense of glory. But somebody who may be down in the gutter might say, mm-hmm. you know, get a life. This is a life <laughs> I have and it isn't glorious. Yeah, yeah. All right. And to know that even if you're sitting in the gutter, you can look up and you can see a bright sky and you can see the colours in that sky. 
and you can know that there is a particular color that you are, like a beautiful blue. So that beautiful blue would be you, an aspect of Katumi. Mm-hmm. Or you could look at the grass and you could see the beautiful green in spring and you would say, okay, that's the thing that I smile at most despite I'm in pain and that suggests I'm Hatherian. So it can all it can all work that way. You've just got to know what the codes are. Right. And once you know what the codes are, so you can use them to um, help restore your soul mm-hmm. and get closer to God as you do it. Wonderful. What's next for you? Right. Okay. Well, um, clearly I work with channel material. Mm-hmm. And I have been working with a man who's an aspect of Peter, St. Peter, and that's an aspect of El Moriah. And he, ha- he has the ability, because of his close personal relationship with Jesus, to channel Yeshua ben Joseph. Mm-hmm. And he's told me two stories. His first story is about his love for Joseph, sorry, about his love for the Pharaoh when he was Joseph. Mm-hmm. So he was Joseph about 2,000 years B.C., and he would, he's the one with the multicolored coat, right? Mm-hmm. And then the second one is about his love, and we're talking about a paternalistic, a buddy love for his favorite apostle, his favorite disciple, who was Judas. Mm-hmm. Judas was Jacob, the, the founder of Israel, and he was an aspect of Saint Germain, and he had he was totally and completely had his story trashed, and this used to give him such Jesus such pain for the last two thousand years since he's uh, to to hear the trashing of Judas, who mm-hmm. was as close to him as a father brother could be. And he wanted to say, this this is the real story of Judas. And I was interested in telling it. So I sat down and heard him speak for about, I don't know, 30,000 pages or something like wow. that. Wow. And wrote it all down and then uh, bring it back to him to make sure I've got it right yeah. and keep going. So that's the, they're the next projects. And... It's called Uncommon Love, Loving mm-hmm. Joseph and Loving Judas. Fascinating, really, truly fascinating. As we close this hour, since our show is about people, family, and living life, would you like to share a recipe for living with our listeners this morning? A recipe for living. I'm a gardener. When I'm blue, I go out in the garden to see what is blooming and I look up to the sky and ask for more rain or for more blessings and I get enormous relief and wonder for experiencing how beautiful our planet is. 
So that's the main thing I'd like to show. And, and the United States is an exquisite jewel. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there are slummy parts, you know, daggy parts, as we'd say in Australia. <laughs> but gosh, it's, it's, it's a place of staggering beauty. Mm-hmm. You could see the, the, the canyons. I know they're all burning, right? <laughs> well, there's a lesson in that, isn't there? Yeah, yep. Mm. That's true. Carmel, thank you for the great recipe for living and for spending this hour with me on From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. To all our listeners, please join me next Tuesday morning, September 7th. My guest will be Amy Newmark, the publisher and editor-in-chief for Chicken Soup for the Soul. Amy and I will be having a conversation about their latest release, Chicken Soup for the Soul, My Heroic Hilarious Human Dog, 101 Tales of Canine Companionship. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to FromMyMama'sKitchenTalkRadio.com. Thank you for listening and have a very blessed week. Carmel, it has been a true pleasure. Thank you again and have a very blessed day. Same to you, Johnny. It's been a delight knowing you, however briefly. Thank you. Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.